It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, good day. You're here at the Buckhead Podcast with Michael Moore and Rich Casanova standing on here on the boards as well as helping out today. We're going to have an exciting show today. We've got Andrew Levinson, who is with Magnificent. And if you're anywhere around the Buckhead in the North Atlanta area, you've seen this product. And we're going to learn about how you start a company when you're coming off of Capitol Hill, coming out of the University of Maryland. And what are you going to do for the rest of your life? So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, that's a great way to start out your day. You know, it's Michael Boy here for the Buckhead Podcast. We are on today. We've got a, just a fabulous guest for you today. It's 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 half of a growing company, but boy, this has been a growing company with a story magnificent. We've got uh, we've got uh, Andrew Levinson with us, who uh, founded the company and basically has grown this thing, and he's going to share a little bit about what's going on. So, as that story goes, you know, in seventeen seconds or less, or maybe a couple more, if you need to, where magnificent? What do you guys do again? Well, we create what we call unique instant photo experiences. We try to take traditional uh, photo booth concepts and do it pretty differently in pretty much every way while focusing on creating a souvenir, a takeaway that is actually going to be used, that's not going to end up in the trash, that's not going to end up in the drawer, uh, that's going to be put in a prominent place to give uh, organizations a chance to put their branding somewhere where uh, their their consumers are going to see it every day. Well, I'm going to give a shout out because, you know, you've taken the term refrigerator magnet to a whole different <laughs> level. I know one of the things you're very proud of is how you do get, as you said, you keep a brand in front of people, and that's one of the branding process. Magnificent is a great brand, but when you think about the time and effort it requires to dissolve and design a product so that it will become a keepsake. And that's what your, your key to fame, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, we knew there had to be a better better option out there. Um, and you guys have gotten magnets throughout the years at the, the events, and hopefully uh, they're, they're right there up on your refrigerators as we speak. Well, the file cabinets, sides file of cabinet. computers, you know, where, wherever we can put them. And, car, uh, car bumpers. You and, see them yeah. on the car bumpers, yeah. And, yeah. and another method is even just, I know you offer, and we'll talk about the app you have later, but, you know, just I've taken my magnet before I put it wherever I put it, just shot a picture of it just to keep us, keep us a selfie back in my phone there and actually go. be able to share on social media. So we'll talk about some of those experiences in process but i'm curious you started this business back in 2011 so you're gosh you're going on i'm getting closer to 10 years old yeah i can't believe that i can't believe that we started this business yeah in the summer of 2011 um and we started because i actually had a partner at the time who i started the business with uh i've sent so we uh parted ways a few years ago uh i bought him out which that's a story for another day probably <laughs> another podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah we uh he was from Israel, and he noticed that there was this concept in Israel that was everywhere. I'm talking everywhere, every bar mitzvah, every wedding, every holiday party, every corporate event. He saw these magnets everywhere. Um, it was almost to the point there where it was so – there were so many companies doing it in such a small country that it was just overkill. And was, yeah. people were kind of getting sick of it. Fast forward, he moves to Atlanta in 2011. Um, we had worked together at a summer camp, and he noticed that this concept that was everywhere in Israel was nowhere to be found here. 
Um, and we looked and we could not find anyone really doing it. There was a small company out in California that was doing something similar, certainly no one in the Southeast. Uh, so we decided to give it a try. And I started this company because for the same reason, a lot of people start companies, I couldn't find a job that I was looking for. <laughs> oh, that's say, like you said, that's another story too. In 2011, right. uh, the job market was not great yet for right. all those new college students. Well, they say uh, during recessions and times of unemployment, uh, applications for uh, LLCs skyrocket because really? people okay. who uh, can't find a job look to start their own business. So uh, innovation definitely goes up in times of unemployment. Um, and yeah, the same thing happened with me. Well, welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. You had what it took. You had an idea. You had some time on your hand. You had a, a, a partner and associate to add legs to. Now, you've done a great job of developing the, the culture of this company, as you said. We've got this magnet idea, but you've grown it greatly. But just talk about getting started and, and, and the discipline required to grow your business. Right. So uh, I, did, you know, I did not start this full time. Um, I'm a big believer in not jumping in headfirst to a new project if you don't have to. Um, we call that cautious in Alabama. Cautious, yeah, slowly yeah. Dip, dip in. Um, and so I was in the financial services world, mainly selling life insurance at the time, um, which is not a very fun job. Um, I'll throw in. <laughs> you don't host um, parties it, it, for that. It yeah. didn't cost you money to sell life insurance, did it? No. Oh, good. No, it did not. Um, it did not. But, um, yeah, it, like you said, Rich, it's, it's not a fun thing. And, yeah. yeah, it was a great shifting from talking to people <clears throat> about – what they're going to do if their husband or wife dies uh, to talking about how they're going to plan their event. Um, yeah. It's a lot more fun industry, I'll say that. Um, but, yeah, it takes a lot of discipline, especially when you're trying to juggle two things at once and you're not uh, – it doesn't have your full focus. Well, and also the hours of just being an entrepreneur. You know, before we went on air, we were talking about the amount of time and commitment it takes. In a job like yours, it's almost 24 by 7, although we don't have many birthday parties at 7 a.m. in the morning. But that late night can get you. Right. You don't have many birthday parties at seven in the morning, but that's when people are calling in to talk about their birthday parties. Right. So, yeah, in a job like this that, uh, the, you know, you work all week to, to organize and plan and sell, uh, and then the actual events take place on the nights and the weekends, uh, it can turn into a 24-7 thing where you really don't feel like you can step away. And speaking of discipline, that's one area where I've really had to focus is trying to find some sort of work-life balance so I'm not constantly connected uh dealing with issues well you, you you do have a culture in the process i know that we we've all talked about serving the, the, com the community the marketplace when you recruit uh, your your next replacement when you when you just can't do one more party and you've got one more phone call at 7 a.m in the morning how do you begin to grow a business as an entrepreneur how do you begin to transfer that knowledge how do you begin to build that culture talk about some of that growth in your company well that's a good way to kind of Introduce my uh, my VP of Sales and Operation, Gra uh, Graham Levitas, who unfortunately can't be here today. He's fighting the flu. Um, but yeah, about two years ago, um, we brought on Graham. Uh, we knew that we needed help um, on the day-to-day -day operations as we tried to expand beyond Atlanta. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit about our expansion. But Graham was really brought in to take over the day-to-day -day operations of the Atlanta market. Um, and Graham, at the, I've known Graham for a long time. Uh, and at the time, he was uh, working in Santiago, Chile. Um, and uh, I knew he was planning on moving back uh, in the next uh, little while. So I reached out and, and asked if he'd be interested. And Graham at the time had no real, you know, he had never really had a full-time job, um, certainly nothing in sales. And um, 
we knew that we were going to basically have to start from ground zero uh, and teach him the ropes. Um, and this guy has just turned into an absolute shark when it comes to sales, <laughs> when it comes to customer service, when it comes to logistics. Um, he really has just become a superstar. Um, and it's really been amazing to watch him grow as a salesperson. I mean, this guy, um, that's really where he shines. Our customers love him. And um all right, I've got Graham Levitas here with me. He's the other part of Magnificence. And, you know, this is one of those interesting stories. Graham was a little bit under the weather, and now he's back with us, and we're going to include him in this process because it is so important to have a small business in Buckhead. But they serve a whole lot more than Buckhead, and we have to share the next segment has some information about the franchising, I bet, that you'll get excited about. But you've been with them only a few years now. You're not one of the founders, but you are one of the key parts of making this thing work. So tell me a little bit about your story. That's exactly right. So I came on about two and a half years ago, and my role primarily is new business development and really making sure that all the events run smoothly. And so one of my favorite things about this is meeting new people and meeting other businesses around the city of Atlanta. We're also in other locations, like you said, in Philly and Charlotte and Dallas, and just really traveling around and meeting all of these other businesses that can utilize something that doesn't get thrown away and something that can be branded completely uniquely to their specific event and it's really just a wonderful opportunity that i get to meet new people every day on a daily basis right, it does and they make a fabulous keepsake we were talking about how our refrigerators are getting covered with magnets of our own faces now rather than our kids artwork so you joined the company a couple of years ago you're you're a friend of um, the other founders and it's been great to see you walk into the process what are some of the challenges you have in developing the other cities talk about some of that new experience that you're having yeah absolutely the main thing is just traveling to those cities and spending time there because we have such a wonderful operation here in Atlanta it's tough to pull away from and go out and develop something new but we have really found a great group of people that work with us all over the country and we've had you know at least over a hundred people that have done events with us and it's something that is just amazing that we can truly go into another city and just use this turnkey operation and make it something that is completely unique to us and unique to other events as well. Well, you talk about it's nice to have unique. You know, we're uniquely here at the the annual lunch of the Buckhead Business Association. You're a great supporter of their organization, and you have a booth here today, and we're going to break up in a minute and get back to shooting some pictures and making some more of those magnets. But tell us about a little about your BBA experience because it's personal to everyone. Absolutely. So we've been involved with BBA for many, many years. We always do the annual luncheon. We always are at the meetings on Thursday and the socials once a month as well. But we've grown our business through so many connections with BBA. We have a variety of different recurring clients that have annual events, that have monthly events. And it's something to a small business that is crucial. And it's one of our favorite networking opportunities that we truly love. We have our website. It's www.mag-nificent.com. Magnificent. And you can go and check out our social media pages as well. Well, well, yeah. He's better than a shadow in this case, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's better than me now. Yeah, I'm looking at your site, and there's a chat box on here that I can either chat with Andrew or Graham. Being yeah. the ch- we're chatting with Andrew right now in the studio, so apparently I can click on this and chat with Graham. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> Unless he's, uh, let's uh, talk about um, your uh, business sectors that you're in. You mentioned uh, birthdays, and uh, so what's the evolution of that? So it started with the private parties, I imagine, uh, fraternities, sororities, but uh, you also are in the uh, sandboxes of uh, sporting and nonprofits, and yeah. what other categories? Are, and what how, what's the balance between those percentage wise, roughly? How much time do you spend in those different uh, sectors? 
Yeah. So when we started this company, my partner and I were focused on weddings. How can we yeah. be at weddings, sweet 16s, bar, uh, bar mitzvahs, the idea of being at, uh, you know, NFL playoff games and MLS playoff games and, and NBA games was not even a dream. Right, we right. Thinking about that, <laughs> um, and so the big, the, our big break into that world, I'd say, came with the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks have been um, probably our biggest client over the last several years, definitely. Um, and that really is what segued us into the world of, of pro and collegiate sports um, because, yeah, it, the Hawks starting to use us for their games and their other uh, community events really gave us a stamp of credibility when it came to um, pitching these other teams. Um, and so I'm very grateful for, to the Atlanta Hawks organization. They continue to be a great client. Um, to answer your question, Rich, at this time, um, about 75 to 80% of our business is B2B. Okay. Um, you know, tied to some sort of organization, whether a company or a nonprofit. Right. Uh, 15 to 20% uh, is still private events, weddings. Right. We do a lot of weddings. We're very uh, big in the uh, South Asian wedding scene, okay. the Indian weddings. Um, that's a very tight-knit community, and mm-hmm. once you're in, they, right, yeah. they, they, they know love us. you. We, we, it's <laughs> at the point when we show up to Indian weddings, it's like, oh, the Magnet guys are here. Duh, Great. Like, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we do a couple dozen Indian weddings every year, um, and uh, – some bar mitzvahs, not much because, yeah, the vast majority is this, uh, the corporate events, the holiday parties, the sporting events. Right. We do huge festivals and concerts. Um, and speaking of corporate events, we'll do a tie-in to the BBA here, but I, I want to remind our listeners just listening to the Buckhead podcast, made possible in part by our friends here at the uh, Buckhead Business Association. Checking them out at BuckheadBusiness.org. Having a conversation with Andrew Levinson uh, with Magnificent. Uh, give a shout-out to your or a, um, a call to action for your website. How do people find you online? Yeah. You mean like how do we typically get new yeah. business? Well, how no, we... but how do we uh, – if people are listening oh, right now, gotcha, what's the gotcha. website they find that you? That phone number they call at 7 <laughs> yeah. in the morning, remember? <laughs> yeah, our website is just the word magnificent.com, but we put a dash um, right after the, the M-A-G. So M-A-G-N-I-F-I-C-E-N-T.com. Just think uh, mag for magnet. Magnets, yeah. exactly. Okay, cool. Now, exactly. Now, this, yeah. is, this, is, this, is not, this is not your photo booth from the, uh, from the old, the old woodwalkers, right. say, in the 80s. But, yeah, you do have – you've expanded your product line. You're not just doing that right. process. And, again, these become keepsakes. And we talked, chatted about that a little bit before we went on air, too. Talk about give – us, give us one of those good stories about, you know, the, how you see this thing happen. It just really is rewarding because as an entrepreneur, seeing your, seeing your efforts go to viral, as we say, yeah. is important. Yeah, you know, it, it, still, I've been doing this for eight years, and still, when I when I see somebody take one of our magnets um, and look at it and just sheer just light up, yeah, it still amazes me how excited people get yeah. over this product. Given you know t- today's world, all the technology we have, to see them get so excited over right. a photo magnet, um, it never it it never gets old, never gets old. Um, you know, over the years, we've really change what we do. Um, I'm a big believer in that companies that stay stagnant, that's when they start to die. And right. so we're constantly trying to add to our, our, our offering. Um, one of the biggest trends right now in the industry is social media right. and data collection. Yeah. Uh, if you want to work with these big companies, they love the fact that their attendees are leaving with a branded takeaway, but you got to give them more than that. That is just not enough right now. Huh. You got to give them more. Um, and what they really want is is the data. They want to be able to interact with these folks after they leave the event. Um, How do you guys make that happen then? Good question. Well, um, 
has something to do with an app, I'm sure. Yeah. So we have our own proprietary technology, um, and we use other technology that allows us to get contact information um, on just about everybody who takes a photo from us. So, um, yeah, as Michael was saying, um, a couple years ago, we developed our own mobile app. Um, We kind of realized, look, it's 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 2016 at the time. Right. It's kind of crazy in a day and age when everybody has a a camera in their pocket literally all the time. That if they want a picture, they have to go to our photographer. And people at events were asking us, hey, I took a picture before. Can I send it to you? So we knew people wanted to take their own pictures, and we knew it was possible. So we created our own app. It's a free app in the App Store and Google Play. Okay. Um, and what it does is at the event, it'll automatically detect where you are based on your location. It'll say, oh, you're at uh, you're at Pro Business Channel's uh, radio's holiday party. Right. Uh, we see you there. Uh, it'll take you into the event. You'll take a picture, and it'll have the custom border um, around the photo so you can see how it's going to look. Take the picture, choose how many copies you want, share it to social media, uh, and get in that picture you took on your phone will be printed out ready for pickup within just a few minutes. So that's very popular at, like, major events where it doesn't make sense to have a single point of taking a picture, uh, sporting events. Uh, they make announcements in the Jumbotron to, you know, take a photo and come pick it up at a certain place. Wow. And what uh, organizations do is uh, they put the pickup point in a place where uh, they want to drive traffic to. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you've ever been to Six Flags, you go on a roller coaster or Disney World. When you get off the roller coaster, you're going through the gift <laughs> through the shop. Gift you're, yeah, there's exactly. no it's it's not accidental. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they put the mac- the pickup location um, in the team store. They put it uh, behind the season ticket uh counter so if you want to get your free photo guess what you're you're getting the season you're ticket get, pitch. you're gonna promo <laughs> promo along the way exactly right? that's um, genius yeah so but we're uh collecting info so when somebody takes a picture uh they can type in their phone number their email uh and that f- to get their photo sent to them so they're getting the digital copy of their photo uh but that at the end of the event the client gets a spreadsheet with the contact information of everybody who typed in their info. Yeah, spreadsheet you mean a digital file don't you <laughs> a digital spot, uh, Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So as as, you, as you've <laughs> grown and changed, out. I mean, I know that you're very proud of your graphics, and of course, as you said, people get to take away a branded souvenir, yeah. and those stay around, and and those go from year to year. And she said the, the Hawks are probably very excited about it. Talk about the the growth of what your company has seen in terms of bringing on new people and creating that culture and and getting just smarter at how you do this. And then I might even let you talk about franchising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, like I said uh, before. If you stay stagnant, that's when you die. Right. And you have to, and especially in a business like ours, uh, using the same technology, you got to change it. When we first started this company, we were giving out CDs to, with all the oh, pictures. Really? Like, oh, wow. And that's, imagine if uh, after your holiday party, I gave you a CD with right. all your pictures. You would be like, what am <laughs> well, I supposed to even do with this? Does your yeah. computer even have a CD? No, you, yeah. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to answer your question, Michael, uh, one of the biggest challenges I've had as a business owner is letting go, giving control of the company to someone else. Um, because in this business, in this day and age, all it takes is a couple of bad reviews on mm-hmm. on Yelp, on Google, on on the Knot, right. and it can really undo a lot of the work you've done building your reputation. Right. Um, and so it's taken me a while to let go um, and send staff to an event that you know I uh, in the past I would not have felt comfortable with anyone but myself doing it. Right. Um, I'm not a big believer in if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Um, because if you follow that 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 credo, then you you're never going to grow. So, we, how about this new quote? I say, if you want something done right, um, hire the right person. There you go. Right? Oh, yeah. right. I think you can you can frame that one. <laughs> yes, put it on the wall, Santa. Hire the right person. Yeah. Yes, that's that's option one. Um, right. But also train them train, train them, them right. So, yeah. yeah, and that's one thing I wanted to discuss is. Um, 
is finding staff. So we are always looking for staff to work the events. It typically takes two people to work the event. Um, we pay our staff well, uh, but it's still tough to find people who are willing to give up their Saturday nights uh, for you know 100 to 150 bucks. We right. hire a lot of uh, like college students and recent college graduates. Um, but the problem with finding good good college students and right. recent grads, if you find good people, it's only a matter of time before oh, sure. you know they're they're finding full time. Yeah. We can't offer full time to them, um, so it's great for them in the meantime while they're looking for their next step. But just by the nature of it. There's a lot of turnover. Um, and so, you know, for, we're always looking for teams and uh, new people for our team. But, yeah, to like what you said, um, Rich, is that, uh, you know, yes, we'd love to find the right people every time. Right. But realistically, in this job, when we're hiring college students, it's it's equally, if not more, is more important to – to make sure that they're trained to handle the situation. Well, this really appeals to the the gig economy people, right? Right. So uh, the side hustle or something in between, because it's not a they don't have to commit full time. So right. that's that's the flip side to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great job for college yeah. students. They, uh, they are don't they tied commit. into the production of what happens at the event, or is it just like a a flat uh, dollar amount typically? Uh, we pay by the hour. So, yeah, yeah. From, and so from the time they uh, time they get there to right. the time they leave, they're paid. Um, it's a fun job, but oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to find people who are okay, you know, working until one social. in the morning yeah. on Saturday nights and who can handle client situations. Because like I said, all it takes is one of my team members to right. tell an event attendee to, to, and, to especially, away. especially if they're drinking along with the, uh, right. the no, attendees. No, no drinking. So as you rubber, and I'm going to use the term, as you quote rubber stamp this a little bit, you've had to get your procedures down, your process down, your culture down and, and, and buy more equipment and have more events. You can't be in two places at once. So how did you grow this business from – from just the two of you doing doing things, which is where we first met you years ago, to being able to put out six, eight teams at a time and, and other cities right. and people demand. Like this phone keeps ringing, right? Yeah. You know, and this kind of ties into the franchise. And when we started tr- tr- trying to franchise, we knew any any company that's based around the success of one or two people being there is not really franchisable. One of the key parts of a company being franchisable is that uh, it can be replicated. Right. And if it's if it's if a company can only function when its owner is a part of the day to day, it's not really franchisable. Yep. You know, so um, we've created processes, systems that don't rely on any one person being there every day, and that's one thing Graham has done an amazing job of is creating a foolproof system of talent of you know making sure these events happen when we get a new client getting on board it getting them uh, in the system planning their event getting every single detail. One thing if our if there's any room for error. These college kids who work our events, God bless them, but they they typically will find the the way for room for error. Um, and so it's just uh, they're always training the owner. That's it. They're always training the owner. They're sent there. So yeah, hey, Graham's done an amazing job just creating a system that eliminates that. They know where to park. They know where to load in. They know where to set up. They know who to ask for. Um, and so yeah, creating a a, a system where. Um, you know, it makes it, it idiot yeah. proof or it's or it's bulletproof, I should say. Yeah. But uh, Michael mentioned locations. Talk to us about real quickly uh, how these came, these came online. So you have Dallas, Denver, Philly and Charlotte. In what order and how did those uh, come online? Uh, yeah. So about two years ago, um, when I when me and my old business partner parted ways, um, my dad came on board because he always thought that this was a very franchise franchisable yeah. concept. Franchising is tough, um, as you guys know. If you're going to do it the right way, it's right. tough. You have to create a document known as the Franchise Disclosure Document, the yeah. FDD. 
Um, that thing is a beast of a document because it includes every single detail of the franchise offering. And I mean every detail. Literally, and, it's a patent on your on your product. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you have to create the, the, the manuals and the training materials. And so um, – yeah, that, that it's a very tough process, and so my dad having a background in business development was very helpful with that. Um, our first franchisee was Dallas. Okay, um, her name's Rachel, and she actually was a, an old customer of mine. We did okay. her kid's bar mitzvah oh, here wow. in Atlanta um, back probably in 2013, um, and then she and her whole family moved to Dallas, Texas. And when it became time for her next kid's uh, mitzvah, um, she tried to find somebody in Texas that was doing this. Couldn't right. find anyone, and so I get a call saying, "Hey, like." Can I fly you out here to do magnets <laughs> at my other kid's uh, mitzvah? So I flew out there, did the magnets. Um, that was probably in 2015. And so in 2017, when we started franchising, I sent an email blast to everybody yeah. in my database saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, she pretty much called right away and said, I've always thought that this would kill in Dallas. Wow. And so – yeah, she was for franchisee number one. Denver was number two. Um, and we've also started growing internally. And so uh, Philadelphia was number three, and Charlotte's going to be number four. When you said internally, so those are corporate or yeah, – um... exactly. So as opposed to a franchise where, as you guys know, franchise, you're outsourcing the growth. You're, right. uh, the franchisee takes on the, the – the, bears the costs of you know getting Starting. started, the equipment, the marketing – uh, when we're growing internally, we're we're bearing that sure. cost. So I'm finding what we call area managers uh, in these cities, and we're buying the equipment, getting them everything they need to start up. Um, their only expectations is to execute the events. They're right. not expected to contribute to the sales and marketing. They're incentivized to do so, right. um, but we're not expecting that of them. We handle the sales and marketing. Um, we tell them where the event is, what time to be there, um, and they are responsible for making sure that that event goes smoothly, whether wow. that means doing it themselves, whether that means finding a team to make sure it happens. Um, there's pros and cons to each way. So last question on this topic of franchising, and you, you can pass or play on this because maybe it's not public information, but what's the ballpark uh, investment for someone uh, to get involved in that? Yeah. Is that something yeah. you can share? Or, uh, or, yeah, or, okay, give knowledge. us your best uh, pitch then. Why would I buy a yeah. franchise? Yeah. Yeah, so our franchise fee is twenty five thousand um, dollars, which sounds like a lot to a lot of people. But when you look at uh, franchise oh, fees, yeah. the knowledge um, base is there's worth. not much, not many options That's a for great less than point. that. Um, well, what, are they, and, what do I get for that? Well, well, and then in addition to that, there's about ten thousand dollars worth of equipment that you'll okay. need. So all in, you're looking at thirty five um, k. Um, but it's really a great business because very few fixed costs. You don't need a uh, office. You don't right. need a storefront. Um, it's a work from home business, yeah. um, part time. You don't need full time staff. Um, and like I said, what, what, how did you refer to it when you're easing in? <laughs> I thought for it. Um, yeah. When you don't dive, you yeah. know, you, you kind of slowly ease your way in. You don't need to jump in full time. Yeah. I'm a big believer. Well, test the water. Test the yeah, water. You're testing the water. So you know, we're we're uh, we now let's just we. We got the franchise process, and certainly you've got great cities to grow in. You've got and growing internally is great too, because now you're you're taking that operation to the next level. How do you scale this? You, you're going to be able to teach a franchisor how to have multiple multiple opportunities in their own town, grow their yeah. crews. But you know, you've been a great member of the Buckhead Business Association now for a number of years. I know you just came off a year of being the social chair, but you know, we very much look forward as members to a group to have that. So tell us some of those stories you learned over the last couple of years working with BBA. I know you've seen a lot of gleans in people's eyes as they took away their shots. I've, re I mean, the Buckhead Business Association has been so good to us. We've gotten so many new business, new clients, and we just, I've developed a lot of new relationships being on the social, uh, being the VP of socials. 
Um, yeah, we've been a part of most of the major BBA events. The BBA throws three major events every year, the two luncheons, uh, the signature luncheon, the annual luncheon, and uh, the Taste of Buckhead. And we've been a part of all three of those events for the last several years. Um, and, yeah, that's been great um, because, yeah, I mean, even folks – that have gotten a magnet at every one of those events the last three years still <laughs> oh, up to us and, and grab it. So it really gives us validation that we have a, a product that people like um, and that uh, that doesn't get old. It has sticking power. Has oh, yeah. <laughs> well, people what? are drawn to you. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, other question on marketing. So we mentioned the BBA. Shout out to those guys. Uh, what are your other What are your other funnels uh, of between? You know, you mentioned the knot for weddings. Uh, where does other business come from? I mean, besides word of mouth and other events, or obviously because right. the events, you know, spring other events. But what do you do? Some uh, adwords or social media marketing or what? Um, yeah, we do. Um, like you said, word of mouth and referral is by far the number one way. Uh, we do some online digital marketing, uh, but yeah, we're big networkers. Well, we, let me, we let me rephrase there. this. If I bought a franchise in Hawaii, uh, <laughs> how would you coach he'll come, me? To, he'll yeah. come visit. Well, yeah. How would you coach me to get my first, you know, hundred gigs? I guess or yeah. Yeah. So or that's a big sources. part of our a big are, part of our training. Right is sales. Okay. Um, but would you say join the uh, chamber? Would you say uh, buy some ad, you know adwords? Would you say uh, buy some social media? What would you what would you get on a short list? Uh, what are the f- top five or so? Well, yeah, like as you're getting at, uh, marketing should be a multi pronged approach. Okay. Um, if you put all your eggs in one basket, that's never a good idea. Um, yeah, so a bit, I think a big thing that a lot of event professionals do, and you being having a background in the event yeah. industry, you might know that I see a lot of event professionals only networking with other event professionals uh, and they go to events like networking events at the knot and right. with the uh, convention and visitors bureau right. where where what you're prone what you're prone to find there is great folks yeah. great folks but you're going to find other djs you're going to find yeah. other photographers and while it's nice to know them we have focused our marketing approach with networking with folks with that aren't in the event right because they're not booking gigs right and if yeah. you've no- you guys i'm sure have noticed through the bba um I've been doing I've been a part of the BBA for a number of years now and I don't think I've ever met anyone else that's in the event. I've never met a DJ who comes to our meetings. Right, right. Never I mean we have a couple photographers. Oh, yep. But that's pretty much it. And I think yeah. the reason why that is is event professionals think that they're supposed to network with other event professionals who can refer and while that's not the worst strategy, we've found that it's far better strategy to focus your efforts um, on organizations, networking organizations that aren't focused on the yeah. event world because those are the folks that can actually be your customers. Those are folks going to buy that extra refrigerator to put their magnets exactly. on because they're going to get more and more and more and more. So yeah. it's, it's been great today, as we said. We appreciate your BBA contact. We appreciate your, your appearing here in our city. Certainly bringing the product to America has been cool because it is, as you said, it's it's just basically cool. Uh, <laughs> developing the depth of it. You know, you've got, you've got a culture now. You're now one of those entrepreneur success stories for uh, for Buckhead, and we do appreciate that. So, oh, thank you as, very much. As we wrap up, we ask that a question of everyone. Uh, how do we get in, in contact with you? And then, of course, we're going to ask that what, what's the next question. So how do we get in contact with you again? Uh, well, like I said, our website is www.mag-nificent.com. Uh, you can call us, 404-594-4032. That's the best ways. And so your next franchise city, you got it picked out yet? Well, we're uh, we're focusing right now our efforts on Philadelphia and Charlotte, really 
bolstering those markets as much as we can. We're going to be in Charlotte on January 5th doing a wedding show there. We're going to be in Philly on uh, February 9th doing a show there. Um, we have a show with the uh, Indian community here in Atlanta on February 12th, right? Uh, actually, this year it's up at the uh, Avalon. Um, but uh, yeah, that, so that's we're really focusing on efforts on those two cities. Um, but I think to answer your question, what's next? I think we're going to focus on another southeastern city. Um, corporate owned, yeah. Um, maybe Orlando Nashville. would probably be great, right? Orlando would with be all great. the uh, tourism there and the events, yeah. Oh, yeah, make you be on the background picture. So, well, we're here today with Andrew Levinson. It's been a pleasure to, to be here with a guy that's been been rewarding us with our with our face on face <laughs> on our refrigerators, but also uh, having the ability to see an entrepreneur grow and come out of the marketplace. Andrew, we appreciate your in, involvement in our great. community. Uh, here on the Buckhead Podcast with Rich Casanova, Michael Moore, and Andrew Levinson. And a big shout-out to Graham, who couldn't be with us today. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get him on the next next episode. Rich, wrap it yes, up. We will. Anything? All right. Well, yeah, when you're ready for why, give me a call. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.